Welcome to E429, where your campus-related questions find campus-related answers. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Hey, I'm Carrie Ann Fraser. And I'm Deanie Hutchinson, and welcome to E429. Deanie, it's been like two weeks since you've done this. I know, it's so fun. Like, I wish I could do it every day. Yeah, I miss it. I mean, it's a big time commitment, but it's really fun. Yeah, it, be it is. So, Deanie, what's the buzz this week on campus? So, as many of you know, this past week, it was Disney Week. Disney Week is my second favorite week of the year. First First favorite week is Glomo, obviously. Oh, of course. Yes, it is super fun. But Disney Week is incredible. Yeah. Um, So we had a bunch of events revolving around Disney. So to announce the theme, the evening for chapel, I forget, you tell me. Oh, so there were these these guys that came in as like a boy band, you know, like kind of mocking One Direction. Mm -hmm. And they came in and changed the I'm Sorry Justin Bieber song to Emperor's New Groove themed, because that was the theme of the week, which is my favorite Disney movie. So I may have been a little bit excited when I found out that was the theme. (laughs) (laughs) Might have cried a little bit in chapel. (laughs) (laughs) That was so fun. But yeah, Emperor's New Groove is pretty sick. And then also we had the Disney blend, which mm-hmm. was super fun. But before that, they, what did AS, is it ASB or SLA? ASB. ASB. They decorated the cafeteria. Oh yeah. Beautiful. It was so cool. They had the hillside with all the little houses mm-hmm. on it. And then they had all the characters everywhere and a bunch of quotes. I love that they incorporated the quotes yes. because let's be honest, the reason we all love that movie is because of the quotes. Exactly. Because it's hilarious. And they had the whole roller coaster part at the beginning when you're going up the stairs. <laughs> and, and, they, and then... Oh, we can talk about that later. But it was just really cool. It was awesome. Yeah. And then like my favorite part, it's so, it was so simple, but for the elevator... I love how they had the lever. Yeah. Pull the lever, crook. <laughs> Wrong lever! <laughs> My favorite. It was so cute. Like, oh. the little subtle stuff mm-hmm. is what made it. I kind of wish we could have left it up for the rest of the semester. Yeah. That would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we had a Disney blend, and it was so fun. So many talented people on campus. We had our very own Carrie Ann perform oh, for yes. us. It was so fun. I loved it. It was, a, it was a cool night to see. It's always interesting to see who comes out for those things, you know? Not only who comes to listen, but who performs. I mean, people that I never would have expected, you Yeah. Know? And then people get up there and they whip out these incredible vocals and um, guitar abilities yeah. and you just kind of go, hmm, all right, I all see right. You. I see you <laughs> And there. it was the biggest turnout we've ever had for a Disney blend. Really? Because we did an upper calf. Usually it's in lower. Oh. Because it was an upper, so many people were there. I got to tell you, it was pretty scary getting up there in Aww. front of so many people. <laughs> But it was fun. It was fun. And then, of course, to end it all out, they had a flash mob on Friday. Flash mob. I was also part of the flash mob. I didn't get to see it. How you was it? You didn't get to see it? No, oh, was it was really campus. cool. We had a group of people who practiced the night before, and um, Emilio was Cusco, and I was theme song guy. And we basically just got to dance around the cafeteria, jump on tables, dance all over the cafe. It was really fun. How sanitary. Well, <laughs> that's for another episode. <laughs> and then, of course, on Saturday, we had our Disney Day. Disney Day. What is so Disney fun. Day, Dini? Basically, okay, so this is amazing. So the school buys just like a whole bunch of tickets at a discounted price. Tickets to where? To Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. The greatest, happiest place on earth. Happiest Everyone should place. go. Mm-hmm, but agree. they sell at a discounted price, and then the students have an opportunity to buy it. For $45, 
and then you just go hang out with your friends at Disneyland. It's so fun. It's so cool because you walk around the park and you just see people you know everywhere. Yeah. Because you know? usually you go to Disneyland and you're like, okay, I'm with my group of you know four or five people. And, right. But every time you go in a line, there's someone you know. Yeah. That's really cool. We actually. Um, I was at Disneyland. I was walking around and interviewed a couple people. So um, here's what they said while we were at Disneyland. All right, I'm here with Prof Dixon at Disneyland, and I'm gonna ask him his best Kronk impersonation. Yeah, Kronk. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that is Kronk. I can't do Kronk. All right, can you do your best Disney character impersonation? I'm, I'm under, I'm under intense pressure here. To do a Disney character impersonation. You should see his face right now. He's really intense. <laughs> how about how about this one? Okay, I have one. Uh, human again. Human again. <laughs> and, you, and you can take your pick of whichever one that is. A teacups or the candlestick. It's one of them. No. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Hannah's, can you do your best Disney character impersonation? Oh, hi, boys and girls. You guys, I just met Mickey Mouse in the flesh. That was pretty cool. Okay, Hannah. My name's Donald Duck. <laughs> And Donald Duck at the same time. Now, um, <laughs> thank you guys for sharing. I'm here with four gentlemen from the Masters College and we're gonna hear their best Kronk impersonation. All right, guys. How about that sky today? Talk about blue. Pretty, pretty good, pretty good. I don't even know. All right, all right, next. Uh, I think I wrestled you in uh, high school. That was pretty good. What about you? How about that sky today? Talk about blue. Pretty good, guys. And now, um, what's your favorite ride at Disneyland? Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Matterhorn. Space Mountain. It's three Space Mountains and a Matterhorn. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Uh, favorite ride at Disneyland is probably uh, Space Mountain because it's the fastest and uh, and most exhilarating and, and uh, definitely worth the wait. Did you go on it with the Star Wars emphasis today? I just picked up my speed pass, so not yet. But I've got to I've got to wait till. Six, I gotta wait six hours, but I'm gonna get my shot, yeah. Indiana Jones, because it's really visual, so it's fun to kind of ride. Hannah? I like Splash Mountain because it has a lot of thrill and you get really wet with friends. <laughs> wet with friends, what more could you want? Thank you guys, have a good day. One of my favorite highlights of Disney Day was, first of all, the group picture, because you get to see every, you know, all 700 of us in one place. Mm -hmm. And then Joe Keller led an expedition on Indiana Jones. So fun. Where we literally blocked out the entire Fast Pass lane for 30 minutes, and all of Masters rode 70 cars through the ride. It was <laughs> so cool. Legendary. I mean, you're walking through the line, and you're just high-fiving people you know. Yeah. It, it was, was awesome. Cute. Setting records. and It was pretty savage, but, I mean... You can't have masters without a little savage-like behavior. So true, so <laughs> true. Okay, so another highlight that um, happened these past like two weeks mm -hmm. was our Go teams. They're doing a really creative ideas and like innovative ideas to yeah. raise money for their trips. And um, I know Team Cambodia, they're selling Krispy Kreme donuts after chapel on Wednesdays. So cool. Our global outreach teams are preparing to head out over the summer on missions trips and they're trying to raise money and it's really good ideas. They've had some really good ideas this semester so far to yeah. market to the students. Yeah, I was talking to one of the girls who's on Team Cambodia and they said that they already made like $300 in profit. What? And it's only been week two. That's crazy. I know. And I'm like so happy for them because now they'll be able to have money. Yeah. You know? And I know Team Cambodia, they were selling flowers you for Valentine's. Team Bangladesh? I mean, Team Bangladesh. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Yeah. Guys. I'm like, Friday? Ooh. Are you here yet? Yeah. It is Friday. Absolutely. But um, 
Team Bangladesh. They were selling flowers for Valentine's Day, and it was so sweet. They were selling sunflowers and roses, and they told me that they made like th over three hundred percent in profit. Yeah, what? because it was that popular. That like, is such a great thing. Such a blessing. Oh like, my that's goodness. The right there. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, Marge, <laughs> what's up? Did you get a flower from for Valentine's Day? Um, I actually got 13 flowers of Valentine's Day because I got a dozen from this one guy I don't really like, and I got an extra flower from my secret admirer. Ooh, secret admirers. Oh, Let's... yes. Valentine's Day is one of those days of the year where you, you either love it or you hate it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get you. I love Valentine's Day. I mean, I got no one to love except Christ. Whoa. Bazinga. Way to drop it, Deanie. Way to drop it in the middle of our segment. It's been brought. Oh, hey. Someone's calling in. Let's ah. see who it is. Hi, this is Zoe. I just have a question about Secret Admirer. I sent my Secret Admirer a flower, and it hasn't told them that I that I was the one that gave it to What should I do? Hmm, so you sent your Secret Admirer a flower, and you didn't tell him it was you, huh? Hmm, very sneaky. Well, I've got a lot to say about that, but this is only a 30-minute podcast, so I've got to make my answer quick and short and to the point. What is wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. If you like a guy, you can't be so afraid to just talk to that guy. I mean, I talked about this last week. If you have a crush on someone or you have those feelings you have for someone, you got to make them known at some point because if you just sit around and put flowers in people's mailboxes, you're just a creepy stalker. That's what Facebook is for. You know what I'm talking about? If I walked up to my mailbox and I found a flower in there from a guy who didn't have enough courage to tell me who he was. I don't want to date him anyways. And I have a feeling that this guy might think the same thing about you. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sure you're a very sweet girl and I know you want to find love, but this is not the way to go about it. I'm very sorry, but um, save your sentiments for a Hallmark Channel movie, okay? Thank you. <laughs> okay, how do I come about asking, well, telling him that I did it? Ooh. Ooh, so now you're actually going to take my advice. <laughs> All right. So, if you want to if you want to go about actually talking to the guy, here's the biggest tip I always give to people. This is this is a Marge original tip. All right? This is copyrighted and all of that patented and whatnot. <laughs> Talk to him. Just walk up to the guy and say hello. You don't have to ask him to marry you the first time you see him. Just go up and say, hi, my name's Zoe, and I'm wondering what your major is. What are you doing here? Where are you from? It's very easy to talk to people on this campus. I mean, people are pretty friendly, right? So I think you just got to have that courage. You just got to go up and talk to the guy. You don't have to feel like you have to be so shy. You know what I'm talking about? Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was a relationship. So you got to go moment by moment. You got to have courage. And if the guy seems like he doesn't like you, he's not worth your time anyways. All right. I'll take your advice, Marge. Thank you so much. Oh, have a great day, Zoe. Happy Valentine's Day. Mmm, you're a little bold there. I think I agree with you. That's Excellent advice. Oh, well, you know, you've been around the block as many times as I have. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, we got another phone call. Another one. Who hmm, who's the lucky caller? Hi, my name is Henry. Uh, I have a question. My girlfriend and I have been dating now for uh, about a week. And um, I was just wondering, I feel kind of intimidated by her sometimes because I'm really short. See, I'm five foot two, and she's actually almost six feet tall. Is there anything I can do to not feel so intimidated by her all the time? 
Um, I myself am a rather tall person on the taller end of things, and so I know that for a girl, it's actually harder for her to date a guy who's shorter. So um, could you stop thinking about yourself for five minutes and give this girl a break? It's not about you and how you feel about your manlyhood or whatever. If you feel like it's uncomfortable for you to date someone taller, then let this girl go on to someone who's better for her because I'm sure she was actually dating down, if you know what I mean. So um, if you happen to score a girl who's tall and beautiful and amazing and you're dating her keep her and if you have a problem with her height that's your issue not hers so check your heart check your <laughs> motives behind this relationship and either walk away or make it work that's what i have to say whoa marge you brought that jersey attitude up and around town in here but you know it's true you know Girls are insecure about their height. I'm also a tall it's true. girl. Mm-hmm. And so is Carrie Ann. She's tall too. Oh yeah, she's very tall. So like I get what you what you're saying. And it was bold, but I agree. You're so wise. You Man. know, when you're this tall and you've walked around the block and you've seen relationships crumble to pieces, you've also seen some relationships that have lasted really long. And I have seen quite a few couples with a very tall wife and a short husband, and they've made it work beautifully. It all depends on the character of the man. Mm, exactly. It's on, it's on the inside that matters. Mm, that's where the fortune is in the cookie, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, Marge. You know, I miss you. Can you come around more often? Like, just come stop by my dorm or something. I'll try that. I mean, I'm very busy. You know me, but I'll try and make it happen. We'll see you next time. Okay. Wow, Marge. That was... I mean, power to her for saying that. Because that's how I feel every single day. Yeah, she's like, man, what a wise woman. I aspire to be like her. And a beautiful woman, for those of you who can't see her. Yeah, she is. Real Jersey gem. Mm, Tall Jersey gem, that's what it's all about. So, Dini, what's happening this week on Scholastic Threads? Okay, well, um, I've kind of went back on my hiatus again on Instagram with Scholastic Threads, but I'm coming back with a power, with a force. I'm coming. I've just been really busy, but... Besides that, like fashion on campus has been really pretty good. Um, but today, today, I have with me, I have Freddie. If you guys don't remember, um, last week she called in about a Valentine's Day question. So now she's here to talk about clothes. Hey guys. <laughs> so this is Freddie. She's actually a home economics and consumer science major. Yeah, we pretty much just call it family consumer science now, but oh, okay, mommy and me classes. Yes, I'm training to be a trophy wife. Wake <laughs> me up. <laughs> so um, she, her and I talk about fashion all the time, and I thought it would be a really good idea if we had like a little guest come with us and just talk about what's um, been kind of trending on campus. Uh, let's talk about our um, emerging trends on campus. What do you think, Freddie? What's what's something you've seen a lot? In my opinion, I feel like I'm seeing those shirt dresses a lot. Talk. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> Freddie's like, ah! I can't. Not okay. speaking. I'm so tired of t-shirt dresses. Like, I love them. I think they're just as comfortable as the next girl, especially when it's hot and you're walking to class and you're late. But please stop wearing them. I love my t-shirt dresses. So I am going to take that and 
do the opposite and wear them all the time. Okay, fine. If you wear your t-shirt dress, like you have to change it up. I need mm -hmm. like a really cute lightweight flannel on top mm -hmm. or layer it with different necklaces and just do something. You can't just wear a basic t-shirt right. dress that you borrowed from your brother. Unless it's Dean e. you're Deanie Hutchinson. Even then, you're my best friend and I want you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably so them. No, but you're just I, really cute. I think it's just um, the comfort and just how easy it is to just throw it on. I think that's what girls are really enjoying about it. But like you said, mixing it up, definitely just adds character. What are the guys wearing? What do you think? That's a great question. What are guys wearing? See, me being in the home ec building, I haven't really seen too many guys, but I was in chapel and I've noticed that a lot of guys are wearing baseball tees again. It's kind of weird, like the three quarter shirts and I'm like, wait, are you on the baseball team? <laughs> Like this guy was sitting in front of me in chapel this morning and he looked amazing. He had on this Heather Gray baseball tee and dark jeans, but he had on Clark, um, those sandals that you guys wear, Birkenstocks. And it just totally threw off the whole outfit. I was like, ooh, I love your hair, I love your shirt. I love the shade of your jeans. And then I saw his feet. <laughs> so it. it's so what do you what should guys avoid doing there? What's the what's the problem? You should never see a man's feet. Okay. Put your shoes on. Okay, I agree. I mean, what? Oh, I just sound so judgmental and I'm like, wait, we're all like kind of hippies at heart. <laughs> but I'm like, please put your shoes on. Okay, yeah, I guess, it up. I guess it's a matter of taste. I mean, Carrie Ann, do you like, do you like seeing guys' feet? Um, I don't know <laughs> if I would say I like seeing guys' feet. I think some guys can pull off a good pair of rainbows or mm -hmm. like something stylish like that, but I don't think everybody can. Yeah. See, I we're just black and white here. I you black and white. <laughs> black and black. <laughs> um I I like seeing them toes. If you got some flip-flops on, those were my kryptonite. But I see where you're coming from. Thank I definitely you. get you. And I feel like also another big issue, guys, you need to stop doing this. Church shoes and jeans. Oh, what is even happening there? Okay, see, <laughs> mm, there's nothing wrong with an understated dress shoe, no socks, rolled up jeans. That way you get a hint of the ankle. Uh -huh. Trust me, the ankle is way better than the feet. Okay, wait. So last week we, we talked about how we don't want to see the ankle, but we talked about that with joggers. But okay, guys, yeah. take note. Take out your notebooks, get a pen, and write this down. When should a guy expose his ankle? Go. It is spring, summer, you need an ankle, no sock, but you have to do it with rolled denim or like a nice chino pant. Mm -hmm. It's rolled, do two rolls, three at the most, and you just wanna see like your Achilles heel and like a little ankle. It's very tasteful, really nice. Don't wear socks. I don't wanna see your sock. Unless it's cold. Okay, it's not that cold. The viewers are definitely <laughs> confused because we were literally talking about this. Carrie Ann, weren't we talking about this last week? We were just talking about this, but I think I totally understand where Freddie's coming mm -hmm. from. When you have the rolled, the cuffed pants, mm -hmm. that's when you want to show the ankle. If you're just wearing straight jeans and they're not rolled up, then it's okay to have a sock because then you occasionally see it, but we don't want to okay. see your five see socks you. all, all day right. long. Okay, mm -hmm. yes, just like Carrie a hint of the sock. Right. Your sock game should be saved for when it's cold out and I'm like, ooh, what kind of socks do you have on? Mm -hmm. With it being spring and like really hot, it's like 88 degrees. Take your socks off. <laughs> and with the dress shoe, what what should it, dress shoes should only be worn 
at church. At church or if you have a presentation, and in which case, sock game. Yeah, bring out that sock game to get that job, you know, if you got a job interview. Cool yeah. points for that job interview, bring out, because <laughs> you don't want to expose that ankle at that no. job interview. Ankle Put that ankle away. For class and first date. Exactly. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Okay, so our clothing, clothing item of the week, go. For me, it's all about espadrilles. I really want a nice summer shoe. Ladies. Wait, can you explain what an espadrille is for those of us who don't know what that is? An espadrille is about to be your best friend. Think of it like a closed toe Birkenstock, except the bottom's like straw and they're really comfortable. And the ones I have lace up. Yeah, they're super trendy. You can find, and where can we find them, Freddie? Tell Dude, us. Everywhere, Forever 21, to more expensive stores, or if you're like me, go to American Vintage in Pasadena and snag a pair. Thank you. And also, our guys, trending item of the week, what would you say that is? Go with a short sleeve button down. I feel like I haven't yeah. seen this in a while. Like, let's be original. You don't need a long sleeve rolled up anymore. Mm-hmm. Go with a nice short sleeve, and if you want to cuff it on the side, just to stand out, do it. Yeah, those are super comfortable. I own four pairs. I know, they're really cool. Yeah. Chapel band, uh, Mike, he has a really great one, so look for him for style. Yeah, look up to him. He's doing great. Okay, thank you so much, Freddie, for visiting us. You can come back anytime. Thanks for having me. And if you have any questions, <laughs> contact me on Scholastic Threads Instagram or send us an email at e429podcast at gmail.com Thank you, you so that, much. Dini. You got that email perfectly. The Masters College is full of amazing professors who come from all over the world. And in this episode, we have our very own Professor Grant Horner. Welcome. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you. We're glad to have you today, Prof Horner. Um, we're just going to ask you some fun, random questions generated by the student body, if you're up for that. Sure. Go for it. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite Disney movie and why? Oh, that's a murderous question. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of them that I don't care for too much, but I'm going to pick one old one and one new one, so you got to let me pick two. I love Snow White for the great old classic ones. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is visually beautiful. It's a great story. Uh, a really bad person shows up with an apple, so it's also very biblical. Um, and the dwarves are are wonderful. I love I love the dwarves. I always identified with Sleepy because I always want to take a nap and I can never have one. Uh, I would say probably Snow White. But a very, very strong second, but a very different uh, kind of movie. Is is Up Disney? Or is, is it Pixar? Or is it it's part Disney of, Pixar, part of yeah. Disney Pixar, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, Up is one of those movies where just the opening sequence alone is worth 10 times the price of the ticket because it shows perfectly what happens when two people meet and they're attracted and they fall in love and they have a life and then one of them dies. It's just heartbreaking, heartbreakingly beautiful. Yeah, so I'd say probably those two. If I had to pick one... I'm an old guy, so I'd pick the older one, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Wow, I would have never pictured either of those. And I love that both of them are animated. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Disney for that. You bet. Perfect. Thank you. What's your most embarrassing moment from college? Probably from when I was here at Masters. The first year I was here, I was voted the, uh, what they used to have this professor of the year, teacher of the year thing. So my students liked me and they voted. And so I didn't know. I had no idea. But Dr. Bealey kept saying all year long, 
you're going to win, Professor Theo. I'm like, I just got here. I can't win that. No one even knows my name. No, you're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. And so we're having the chapel where they're going to announce it. And they haven't done it now for a couple of years. They stopped doing it. And so I'm sitting there. I was like, man, I'm going to be like the guy at the Oscars who goes up and he doesn't have anything to say. And everyone else has these <laughs> long speeches. So I better come up with a speech. So in my, in my head, I formulate and memorize real quickly this you know, speech of, oh, I'd like to thank my wife. I'd like to thank God. I'd like to thank this professor I had years ago. I'd like to thank Dr. MacArthur and the faculty, blah, blah, blah. So I had this whole speech in my head and I'm getting all ramped up and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to win. I've had this speech in my head. Like people go to the Oscar and then they come home and they rip up their acceptance speech and throw it in the trash. <laughs> You know, I'm going to be like Kanye West or something. Too soon. Sure enough, they, they, they call me up, and the winner this year, blah, blah, blah. So they call me up. I'm like, wow. And I'm on the stage, and my wife had snuck in. I, they, they had her hidden off the side. They give her a big bouquet of flowers. And John MacArthur gives this long, sweet introduction. I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Now i got to go give my speech. And so I walked up to the microphone right next to John MacArthur, right, expecting he's going to say, and now to give a brief acceptance speech. But it was my first... Yeah, I hadn't been there before, so I didn't know. You don't give an acceptance speech. Oh, you just shake oh. hands with Dr. MacArthur and leave. So I'm standing there, and I'm getting too close to him. I'm by the podium. I'm like, John, come on. Where's my speech time? Where's my speech time? And he's looking at me like, what are you doing? Back off. You just <laughs> Fortunately, no one knew. But I was hideously embarrassed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Those are sometimes the but worst don't ones. tell anybody that. You're going to delete this, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. One final question that we like to ask all of our professors who come in. What is one valuable piece of advice that you would give to a TMC student to live by? Ooh, don't buy into fake spirituality. Mm. It's the easiest thing in the world to do in any kind of spiritual community, a church, a family. Oh, well, I'm in a Christian family, so I'm a Christian. Not necessarily. Or a church, especially a church that's got really good doctrine. You think you got your doctrine right? You can be very, very spiritually fake. If you got a church that's pretty crunchy and messed up, like most churches, like my church, it can be a little bit harder to fake it. Um, but if you think you got all your, you know, I's dotted and T's crossed, it can be worse. And probably the most dangerous place to be between 18 and 22 is a, is a really doctrinally solid, very conservative Christian college. Because if you're having struggles, you're afraid to tell people. If you're mm. suffering with temptation all day long, you don't want to tell people because you don't want to be non-spiritual. Uh, and uh, it, it, it can become incredibly problematic and you can be very, very self-deceptive about just how depraved you really are. And you'll start thinking you're spiritual. You start making all kinds of assumptions. And that's when, you're, that's when you've really been, been spiritually weakened. So my advice would be... Um, uh, and the problem is, well, you want to be an authentic Christian. Yeah, but that's the kind of lingo that can become very fake very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If is don't focus just so much on learning everything about being a Christian, but focus on doing things sacrificially for other people. That helps to keep things in perspective. So focus on focus on being kind to people, loving to people, serving people, uh, giving people you know more than you can afford to give in various ways. If you do that, that goes a long way towards cutting out the natural tendency that we all have towards spiritual fakery. Mm. Wow. Excellent that's piece of really advice. really good. Thank you so much. Well, that's all we have for you. Thank you for coming and joining us. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, having me back. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day and all of your meetings. Yay. <laughs> yeah, the finance committee. Wow. Prof. Warner had some really incredible things to say. What I think was coolest was that we were sitting here and we asked him these off the fly and he already knew. Yeah. He already knew. I mean, I told him the Disney question beforehand, but he already knew the advice to give because mm. he's the kind of professor that you can just approach and talk to and he wants to talk to students. Yeah.
And if you guys have like any questions or just want to talk to him or get to know him, he, he always has his office open and he's just like a really, um, just like a really understanding kind of person. So yeah, just talk to him about yeah. life. He's his great. His office is in the English and History Department on North Campus. So stop in and talk to him someday. When things get a little rough in the midst of everything going on with school, relationships, work, and just life in general, it's important to just take a moment. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Colossians 1, 16. Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Revelation 4, 11. Okay, so the past two weeks in chapel, we've had some really cool messages, but I think the one that stood out to me the most was just not even a message, but was this morning, um, this campus this weekend is holding a creation symposium. And so we had a creationist speaker come in and they played that clip in chapel this morning and just listed a bunch of verses that talk about how God is the one who created the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, and so throughout different classes on campus and just kind of the buzz among and the spiritual side of things in the past couple weeks has been about God being the creator God Mm -hmm. and, um, the implications that has for us on our daily life. How do you think about that, Dini? Absolutely. I feel like as Christians, especially here at the Master's College, it's so easy to become kind of spiritually lazy, if Mm -hmm. that's a correct term, Mm -hmm. um, because we don't really get much interaction with the outside world. But um, that video reminded me of how we should take that and really share that to the people outside, Mm -hmm. you know, telling people that um, we we believe in the seven-day creation and that um, God created everything and it's important. It shows how much power God has and mm-hmm. um, just to even just like stepping outside and seeing something so simple like um, Carrie Ann, she showed me a picture of like this footprint that she took in for her photography class and it was so beautiful but something so simple shows you like how beautiful God mm-hmm. is and I think it's important as believers that we proclaim that without any hesitation. Mm-hmm. And that's what our science faculty does at our school Mm -hmm. and dr francis dini and i are both in his class in his essentials of biology class and each chapter of our book is a different attribute of god and how that applies to how how that applies to biology Mm -hmm. and um just talking about god's beauty and how god is a person who created and is intricately involved in every detail of our lives has implications on the way we live not just in the way we study science but um on issues of abortion that's where we get our pro-life standpoint that's where we know that all life is sacred to the lord and from the moment of conception and mm-hmm. um and that applies to the way that we love other people around us like even with the gay and lesbian movement going on mm-hmm. um they're still created in the image of god and just reminding people of that higher purpose and um and so it's really cool to have these people come in who know so much about the details of science mm-hmm. but then are seeing this is god who created those details reminds us that we were created by god and intricately right. woven and chosen and made exactly the way that we are for his purpose and for his glory and um and like Dini said sharing that with the world around us because most of the world doesn't believe that yeah what a great class that is with um Professor Francis, is it Dr. Dr. Francis? Dr. Mm -hmm. Francis, yeah. 
um, it's so easy to take it that class for um, for granted. Yeah, <laughs> right after word. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, going to public school all my life, I've it's so amazing to see uh, to learn science with. Um, a b- biblical perspective mm-hmm. and it's so encouraging and I really do enjoy that class a lot and I want to thank Dr. Francis for that. We should have him on our show. We should. Email us if you want him on our show we'll and see what people, any, how people respond. Yeah and any questions you have for him just yeah. especially with like controversial moments that are going mm-hmm. on have at it. Yeah. Um, Dini what's our verse of the week in light of the creation emphasis. Our verse of the week is Colossians 1, 16. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Amen. Wow, what a great show. Thanks thanks for doing that, Dini. This yeah. is so fun. I know, it's so fun. I want to thank our guests Grant Horner for being mm-hmm. here and also Freddie. Woohoo! Freddie. So fun. It was so fun. And of course, Marge. Mm, yeah. We love Marge. Marge. Mm-hmm. She's so fun. And for all of you that called in, thank you so much and sending in your questions. It was really, it's really what makes our podcast come alive. Yeah, we're all about people. Yeah. Community, as Community. Mr. Joe Keller would say. <laughs> um, and also, we have a new email address. It's called e 4 29 podcast at gmail.com. We became official. Like, that's our. Yeah, so now when you want to send in any information, e429 podcast at gmail.com. Yes, so exciting. I love you, cool peoples. Like, a lot. (laughs) You make our podcast, like I said, come alive. So, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Join us for our next podcast, and maybe you can be featured. I'm Deanie Hutchinson. And I'm Carrie Ann Fraser. And and we we approve approve this this message. message.